This is Anthems. My name is Monica Radievich. My pronouns are she, her. I am a half-Brazilian, half-Montenegrin poet, writer, and women's rights campaigner working for a radical and progressive political party in the UK. My word of the day is alegria, a Portuguese word that translates to joy or lightness. But it is more than that. It is the heart of Brazilian culture in many ways, a resistant form of joy cultivated in spite of heartbreak, challenge or despair. We're going to need it for the path ahead. The conversation of reproductive justice and abortion starts with life. It must always start with life. And by that, I mean the life of the carrier. Her life. Their life. His life. Mine. Yours. Life is the foundation upon which we must plant the seeds that will grow into the flowers of revolution, with thick roots that will stretch down into the soil to flavor the earth. When it comes to the right to abortion, there are many people who will take the bones of what I am saying to argue the exact opposite, that the supposed life of the fetus, and life in this instance is in inverted commas, is what takes precedence above all else, no matter what the cost. Every fibre of my being is against this idea, which is often rooted in an ideology that actually often disregards life altogether in other circumstances. But I'm not here to platform it any further. I am here to talk about the lives of people who exist here and now. Not just in body and soul, but in choices. In memories. In the stories of other people. Who make mistakes. Who laugh. Who love and are loved by others. This conversation must always come back to them. When the news broke that the Supreme Court had overturned Roe v. Wade, I was at work feeling sick with anticipation, refreshing Twitter and compulsively checking my phone. I work for the UK's only feminist political party, and so I had spent the weeks leading up to June 29th researching, contextualising and understanding the impact of this ruling. An outcome that essentially gives states and the handful of people, mostly men, who run them, the power to enforce pregnancy upon people, no matter what the cost. None of that was enough for the moment when it happened, when I could hear my heartbeat thundering in my ears and feel my stomach dropping the way it does at the very top of a roller coaster before descent begins. I was working with a frantic kind of numbness to respond to the news, but the words looping in my mind over and over were intrusive and horrifying, because I was horrified. They are sentencing women and those who can give birth to death. This is a death knell. This is a death knell. This is a death knell. Attacks on bodily autonomy are baked into the history of the United States, and much of Western history, actually. And like every other injustice, they are carried out on the bodies of black, brown, and indigenous people first, through horrific sterilization programs, through inaccessible or inexistent healthcare services and through the racist, misogynistic, ableist and homophobic policies specifically designed to erode the right for you to decide what can and cannot be done to your body. 
and the repercussions of Roe v. Wade's overturning will play out the harshest on those same people. On the hundreds of thousands of people, especially girls and young women, who have their fundamental rights denied based on the colour of their skin or the circumstances of their birth. On the millions of individuals around the world who may once have been able to access reproductive health care and education through US-funded programmes, which will likely be replaced by hateful anti-choice rhetoric and a lack of actual support. On the countless individuals who just need access to basic, life-saving healthcare. Ultimately, the reasons or motivations behind an abortion do not matter. Whether there is urgency, trauma, an emergency, or indifference behind the decision should not be the deciding factor behind who is and is not allowed to choose what happens to their body. The only two things that must be considered are want and need, and both must be protected, supported, and funded. That is what it truly means to protect and respect life, because the life of the person who already walks the earth comes first, always. That is one of the pillars of reproductive justice. I began this anthem by talking about the meaning of resilience and audacious hope. I talked about the flowers of revolution in a grand and lofty way, like I've got a secret formula to make them grow. I don't. Those flowers depend on you, the listener, and the people around you. My opening words might feel as useless as trying to quell a forest fire with just a cup of water, but the single greatest lie powerful institutions like a Supreme Court, a government, or capitalist ideology has made us believe is that our own individual power is non-existent or weak. There is no radical or revolutionary moment in the history of humanity that doesn't begin with a single individual step in the right direction, even if that step is taken amongst a crowd of thousands of others. You are not powerless. You are everything you need. If you are able to turn away from this conversation and go back to sleep with ease, that is because you have privilege in some form. You might have access to money and private healthcare. You might be somebody who would never need an abortion, or for whom abortion is some distant, hazy speck on the horizon that's too far away to be of concern. You might live in a country where abortion access is protected by law, which, incidentally, is not Great Britain. Abortion is still in the criminal code in England, Wales and Scotland, and the sentence for accessing one outside of very precise and narrow specifications is life imprisonment. Alarmingly, doctors can decide not to adhere to those narrow specifications and refuse an abortion on the grounds of a moral objection. As though their opinion on your pregnancy is worth more than your opinion on your own pregnancy. Our reproductive rights are not set in steel like many of us believe. In fact, they are being corroded and weakened as I speak. Your privilege comes with a responsibility to sit up and act. It's too easy to lament on the state of things than put our heads back down and wait for someone else to do the work. Now is the time to act, to demand more and refuse to settle for anything less than total, radical, unequivocal equality. And if you're thinking, where, and, and how, and what now, let me remind you that your own backyard is teeming with weeds. Abortion accessibility in the UK is not codified in healthcare and is under threat after years of government underfunding and a global pandemic. 
Reproductive health services in parts of the UK have been forced to shut their doors, and contraception access isn't nearly as available as it should be. There is no dedicated state funding for buffer zones around abortion clinics. The budget for foreign aid and development programs has been slashed to the point where it is virtually non-existent. Abortion is still illegal. The soil is fertile. The seeds are waiting to be planted. All that is left for you to do is act. Alegría. Noun. Definition. A resistant form of joy, cultivated in spite of heartbreak, challenge, or despair. <laughs>